The Broken Yoke was established in 2015 by two local brothers. The Broken Yoke's vision is to provide great service, consistent, amazing food, and build relationships with our stakeholders. Their aim is to make everyone feel like they are a part of the family. This is you. The Broken Yoke are big supporters and believers of Kids Sport Calgary. Sports is the foundation of the brothers lean on when it comes to business. When playing a sport, you're practicing a skill that is related to your sport, but more importantly, there are life lessons and life skills to be learned from playing sports. As a company, we have a mission, and that is we use the restaurant as a platform to grow and empower our team and ourselves. We want our team to succeed in life, but most importantly, in life outside of the broken yoke. Because of your support, we are able to grow our company. We know this past year has been challenging, to say the least. So if you have supported us through takeout, dine-in, or even just through social media, we want to thank you, and we are grateful for you, Calgary. Check out Sport Calgary's This Week in Sport for the latest news and updates in Calgary's sports community. Sport Calgary presents the Face First Podcast with your hosts Alicia Rissling and Grace Defoe. And here they are sliding right on in, Grace and Alicia. Welcome back to the Face First Podcast. My name is Grace Defoe and I have my host. Hi, Alim Alicia Riz Rizling. Uh, back on the Face First Podcast and we have another great guest this week. Very excited to uh, fresh off the field and joining us from sunny Florida, we have Morgan Rackle, a Team Canada pitcher. Thank you, Morgan, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to do this. Um, Morgan, so we're, we're happy to have you because you're a Kidsport rookie. We heard that uh, you recently have reached out and tried to be, or not tried, but joined the Kidsport ambassador group. So welcome to the team. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited for the opportunity. And we'll just start with our Kidsport group to start. So what what made you reach out to Kidsport? Um, you know, I've always wanted to get back into the community. Um, definitely the pandemic was something no one wanted, but I looked at it as an opportunity to take advantage of it and um, get involved with Calgary and all that sport has given me. And hopefully I can help support and help embrace and help any kid play sport in any way. I love it. Well, we're super excited to have you as part of our ambassador team. Um, This last year has been kind of sad for us because we haven't had all the fun things to do, but just you wait. When we start getting back to our activities, we're going to have a lot of fun out there. It's a rowdy group. I'll I'll give you that warning. (laughs) We're we're rowdy and we have lots of fun and obviously help kids sports. So we can't wait to to actually meet you in person and have you out. Yeah. But hopefully there's a couple things that are going to happen for you in the meantime. So why don't we just start from the very beginning? You're a Calgary girl and started playing um, ball. What age and and what sports have you played and how have you gotten to where you are now? Yeah, um, started playing softball basically out of the womb. Um, <laughs> my parents, my parents met playing slow pitch, so I was kind of bred to do it. I love it. Um, yeah, played softball my whole life. Um, also played basketball all through up through high school, volleyball up through high school. Um, was a was athlete of the year all three years in high school. Just you know, I tried to dip my toe into everything, try everything. And the sport outside of softball that I absolutely loved the most was badminton, surprisingly enough. Really? Like, such a weird, obscure <laughs> pick, but 
man, I loved badminton. It was such a blast. Awesome. And yeah. so, you, yeah, you played everything and then you accepted a scholarship to Weatherford College? Yeah. Um, I went to Weatherford College in Texas. Um, it's a junior college. Mm-hmm. Being from Canada, um, the recruitment process is pretty difficult. Um, and I knew I always wanted to go to a NCAA Div 1. And to do that, I knew I had to take that step and go JUCO first. Mm-hmm. So went JUCO and had a really good time there. Found a really great group of girls, great coaches, great program. And they really helped me succeed. And I, we won a conference championship my sophomore year. I won pitcher of the year, was an All-American. And wow. my dream to play Div 1 softball came true. And I got a scholarship to Austin P State in Tennessee. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll admit that I never knew what Juco was until last chance you came out. Um, <laughs> but now I'm glad that it's educated me. I, I know what it is. Why? I do have a question. Like why is the recruiting process from Canada to get to NCAA Div 1 in the States so difficult? Um, just from my experience, uh, they've put in a new rule recently where you can't do early recruiting anymore. Mm-hmm. But when I was being recruited, it was like people had committed from like grade eight. So I was, I started looking at college in like grade 10 to like consider it as an Avenue. And basically all those schools had been filled up for the most part. So, um, Juco a fast turnover rate and just gets kids exposure and gets them their freshmen can play. That's a big one too, because freshmen sit the bench a lot of times. So, um, it definitely drew me towards that aspect of getting college experience, getting games in to be a play at the level. And then when was your first stint with Team Canada? Pardon? Sorry. <laughs> I got to take the mask off. When was your first stint with Team Canada? Um, I joined the team in 2019. Um, I kind of joined on a fluke. My school was near where they were playing. Um, drove up, through for Coach Smith, and he was like, yeah, we'll let you know in the next day or two if you want to, we want you to come out, every, like, a week or here throughout the summer. And as I was driving back, he called me and was like, yeah, we want you to move up here tomorrow and join the team. And I was like, Oh my God, like freaking out, had to pack up all my stuff, leave school. It was great. It was crazy, crazy 24 hours. Oh my gosh. That's, that's wild. So it was like mid, like was your season still happening? No, our season had finished, but I was like just wrapping up like, you know, thought I was done softball, just finished my senior year. Thought you were retiring. Yeah. Okay. Thought I, I was retired. And then yeah. all of a sudden they were like, nope, let's go play for Team Canada. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> wow. So not only yeah. did you then make obviously the national team and Team Canada, um, how big of a gap is it? Like how many months is it till then you are named to the Pan American Games roster? I want to say it was like two months. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. (laughs) I'm like choking. That's the quickest rise to to, to a top level team I've ever heard. Holy cow. (laughs) We're going to give Riz a second here. That's like, (laughs) that is such a quick turnaround. So, I mean, like, what was your mindset then? Like, how did you shift your mindset from like being like, I'm done to like competing with a maple leaf on your back at, the Pan Ams? <laughs> um, you know, I was like trying to, I had an opportunity to go play pro in Italy. Um, 
before I was, I went through for our coach and I was like, you know, I told him, I was like, I have this opportunity. Um, I definitely want to be in the athlete pool. Want my name to just be out there. Um, and then of course he wanted me on the team instead. So I dropped Italy and I moved to middle of nowhere, Illinois <laughs> and played with the team. Um, but I, I was told this experience will be a learning experience. Like don't expect too much playing time. Um, you know, just like get a feel of how the team is and how team Canada works and how we run. Mm -hmm. So I had that mindset that like, I didn't have anything to lose. Mm -hmm. Like I was there to learn and grow. And then I performed really well. And then, you know, I started getting the feeling that I was maybe had a chance of making the team and just kept sticking to it and doing what I do. And, um, it worked out for me and I made the roster. No kidding. That's, that's pretty incredible. So you said you had to move up here. Where, where does team Canada based out of? Like they train in the States somewhere. Yeah. So in 2019, they were, we were playing as the Canadian wild in the national pro fast pitch league. Okay. So they were only two and a half hours from where I went to school in Tennessee mm -hmm. in, uh, Marion, Illinois. Okay. And yeah. then why, but right now you're in Florida. Is that just for training camp or what's going on down there? Is there a league? Yeah, right now, right now we're in training camp. Um, we are playing, need somewhere outside because we were in Toronto for a short stint. Um, but obviously the weather isn't ideal up mm -hmm. there. So we're down here for a good like eight weeks. And then we will be going back to Marion, Illinois at some point in the near future and playing some games out of there at some point such an athlete thing to say sometimes you don't really know <laughs> what what's in store for you with the schedule um especially right now right you don't know anything nothing so you're just living day to day you know what's on the day schedule and then you go to sleep and and get next the next day's schedule is that is that kind of what it's like oh 100 it's the same for every sport right <laughs> I, we can both relate. I feel like oh. that was my season this year as well. <laughs> Sometimes what I thought I was doing that day changed. Like, it's just unbelievable. Um, okay, so here's my next question for you is you, you've always been a ball player. Like, you've played lots of sports, but, you, like, ball has always been your, your number one, like, your love. So as an athlete growing up, there wasn't, probably wasn't a lot of Olympic aspirations, um, what did it mean for you when, when, um, ball came back into the Olympic games and, and made it was way back? Was that something that was surprised? Did it made you rethink about maybe like having these Olympic aspirations or did you maybe not even think about it at all? Cause you didn't think you'd be there. Um, you know, it definitely, I was super excited to see it back. And at the time it came back, I was like, man, I'm going to be the prime age. Yeah. If like if I get the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so from like that point on, my goal was to make team Canada. Um, I think I was still in JUCO at the time. So I had a lot, like I had a long ways and a long journey to go, but I was trusting the process and making every moment of it and trying to show what I have to everyone I could. Um, but yeah, it was, it's crazy that it hasn't been in the Olympics since 08. Um, you know, we have, past Olympians that were in the 08 games on the team today. Do you and really? They're, yeah, they're still kicking. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, and they're trying to make their second Olympics, you know, they should have gone through three more cycles, but here they are trying to make their second and 
you know, thinking having strong leadership like that and people that are able to push through like the dead zone of softball and be the face of softball for that long um, just inspires me even more to push through and maybe make it to 2028. There you go. Um, So the Olympics are being, you know, three, four months away, three and a half months away. Um, Do you guys have your Olympic roster set? Or no, you, we do not. you still have a couple extra players and have to make cuts. Um, do you yeah. have any, but you are qualified, correct? Correct. Why don't we go through that? Take us through your qualification process. What did you have to do to qualify for the Olympic Games? Um, our qualifier was actually in BC, of all places. So we got to qualify on home soil, which was incredible. Wow. Um, yeah, that's like the most... Like, that's the craziest thing anyone could ask for, I feel like. Um, yeah, we got back from Pan Ams, and we're up in BC. We had a little Whistler spa day. We got to go to the spa, relax, you know, little reset before we go into, like, compete mode for the qualifier. Um, I was actually not on the qualifying roster, mm-hmm. so I was there as a, like an extra body, you know, to still be there and experience it. But, um, yeah, I didn't actually even compete. So I got to, I had to watch from the sidelines, which was actually super hard mentally as like a lot of athletes know, just being an alternate. Um, but Kaylee Rafter, one of our 08 Olympians hit a walk-off home run against Brazil to take us to the Olympics. So there was like the biggest full circle moment drama oh my gosh it was crazy wow that i get goosebumps just thinking about that there's nothing greater (laughs) than a walk-off oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and and of course that'd be tough and i'm gonna guess um you're one of the younger players on the team if i had to guess then yeah what's the age range what's the age range of the of the group of women that you're with right now what's the age range that's there um i am the youngest at 23 okay and our oldest is 39 yeah Still actually not that old. That's how old my brakeman was at the last Olympics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I want to know about your team's pregame ritual and kind of what gets you guys pumped up. What's getting you through training camp right now, too, as well? Um, honestly, our motto throughout this whole thing is that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So if we're trying to be as mindful as possible. We're trying to take every game, inning by inning, pitch by pitch. We're just trying to live in the moment, enjoy it. You know, when else are we ever going to be able to live with teammates and sit around a pool in Florida together ever, right? Not in Um, our sports. (laughs) Grace and I are in the wrong sport for that. (laughs) So we're definitely trying to absorb that right now and just like take it for what it is and enjoy the small moments but no if we're trying to get amped up for a game we're we're hyping each other up um taking ground balls making crazy plays and warm-up and like if i see someone else make a crazy play and warm-up i'm like damn i gotta step it up i'm gonna do that too (laughs) so yeah it's gonna be it's super fun we've only played two games so far so we're still trying to figure it out a bit it's been a while (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, so what did your season look like last year? Did you have one? Did you play at all? What was going on there? No, we didn't do anything. Literally nothing, hey? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how tough was that? Were you here in Calgary the whole time? When Yeah, I was. Yeah. 
So during that time and you're not contacting your teammates, um, did you guys just have, are you on a weight training program that you just had to report into or was there just literally like no contact? Yeah, we had, we had like a lifting program put in place for us to follow. But other than that, it was like, if you want to play softball, like play softball. If you don't like take the time to step away from it. Softball is a summer sport. So most of us are used to not having a normal summer ever. So Mm -hmm. Our coach gave us the opportunity to enjoy summer for what it is, you know, have barbecues. I did a lot of hiking out in Canmore and Canmascus, um, just like kind of enjoy summer for the first times in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm super grateful that our coach gave us that opportunity to step away from it so that we could, okay, come back, focus, and go after it all together for the last run. Mm -hmm. What a refreshing perspective. I feel like some coaches might go the opposite and be like, okay, the time to, it's time to grind more. We have more time to prep for Tokyo. And I just, I love that, that it's like, just take the time you need for whatever. And like trusting you as an athlete to do what is best for each of you individually, obviously as a team, they can't be there to be like necessarily babysit all of you through through it. So I, I just love the trust. Um, when you mentioned that, I think it's so, so cool. Um, Let's talk about a bit about like softball in, in Calgary. So what association did you play with in Calgary growing up? Because, you know, if maybe someone's listening to this parent, they want to know where they can kind of get involved or get their kid involved. Where, where are they looking? Yeah. Um, I started in South Bow River softball, um, born Southeast, loud and proud, um, <laughs> played with them for a bit. And then once I started getting serious about it, I transitioned to a club ball and travel ball with Calgary Kaizen. Um, and there I had a, had a nice good stint, won a national silver medal there with them. And, um, we did a lot of good things, had a lot of fun. And those girls are my lifelong friends. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, another awesome thing that I, my, that has been my favorite experience in sport is getting to travel to different places. Where are some of the coolest places that you've got to travel to back when travel was a thing? Um, Peru was my first out of North America experience for the Pan Am games. So that was super cool. Just being, you know, in a culture I've never seen before. Um, and like, wearing Canada on my back for the first time ever. Um, so nothing, nothing gets away from me like that. That definitely sticks out. Mm-hmm. But um, I did really like Montreal. Montreal was a really cool place that softball's taken me. Um, I appreciate history and all that. I love all the architecture that Montre- old Montreal had. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe, maybe Auntie would go to Europe soon. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the most European place in Canada, that's for sure. Totally. Uh-huh. Uh, my next question for you, though, is um, about your pitching style. Tell us a little bit about your style. Are you lefty? Are you ready? How fast have you ever thrown? What's your fastest? Um, I'm a lefty. Yeah. Ooh, so special. There you go. I'm a, I'm a little southpaw. Uh-huh. Um, I throw about, I've thrown about 65 miles an hour. Um, I'm definitely more of a crafty pitcher. I'm a spin pitcher. I like to make people get themselves out so then I don't have to do the hard work. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I like to play games with people and make them look dumb, make me look good. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is that post, you know, after the, you get through the next few months, maybe next summer, uh, we have a kid sport 
slow softball slow. team and we're gonna bring you out and it's like the other team won't know what hit them and well either that or we'll just have it for a kids sport charity event just all the ambassadors from all the different sports are gonna try and you're gonna strike them all out but it's just gonna make us look all so funny <laughs> oh yeah i'm so in i love being the rainer and slow pitch man <laughs> just bring her out that's too funny when you when you were in college were you uh primarily a starter are you a closer is that a thing in in slow pitch is there like different like primarily different positions or did it just rotate through um I was a starter Mm -hmm. in in college for sure um NCAA style of softball is like you have an ace and you ride them to the death so I threw a lot a lot of pitches in my college career um but on team Canada we're definitely more a staff so we have six pitchers that I feel like can go in any situation at any time and we all complement each other really well. So I like, it's just a very different mindset, like knowing, okay, I'm going in for three outs Mm -hmm. and all I have to do is focus on those three outs, whether in college it's like, how long can you go type situation. So um, just very different mindsets, but I'm definitely a fan of the staff Mm -hmm. helps when you have really good pitchers with you too. Yeah. I'm on this kick today where I'm making people brag about themselves. So I'm asking the questions. Feel free to brag. What's, what's, uh, what's your best game that you had in terms of like how many strikeouts you got or like your cleanest game? Most impressive. Game. Um, I threw two no hitters. In Not college. just one. Okay. You heard it here first post. She has two <laughs> no hitters. No, no, no. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, those are pretty substantial. That's what I, I, you know, you never throw that word out lately. I didn't want to ask you if you were at a no hitter, but you had two. <laughs> so I should have, should have known better. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I, uh, I can't even imagine. So let's talk about kind of, you know, post training camp, what, after this camp wraps up, um, what are kind of the next steps to make the Tokyo team um, for you and, and or your teammates? Yeah, so um, we're basically in this training camp. Um, we're, playing, we're playing a bunch of games in Florida. We're going to play even more games once we get to Marion, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's all the way through into like June, July. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically just over the course of those games, our coaches are going to watch our performance. And at the point a roster needs to be named, whoever is performing will be the roster. And that's about it. They're going to pick the best 15 athletes that will represent Canada and give us the best chance of winning a gold medal. That's awesome. That's stressful and awesome and exciting all at the same time. Um, what, what's a day like in training camp? What's a, maybe walk us through like a couple days while you're there. You practice, how, like, are you doing two days? Is it um, athletes taking batting practices? Do you swing, by the way? Do you, do you have I to... do not anymore. Not anymore? I, I did in college, but okay. um, I'm a pitcher only now. Pitcher only <laughs> now. Yeah, I just didn't know if that was within the rules of our, how that works. Mm-hmm. But um, so, like... Yeah, talk us through a little bit about what a day in the life of training camp is like. Yeah. Um, in the mornings, we have treatment because, you know, every athlete had some nagging injury always. Always. So we have our, we have our uh, morning treatments um, with our lovely trainer. She's a gem. She treats us all way too good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
around, we usually start around 10 o'clock. We'll take some uh, batting practice. The hitters will hit, pitchers will shag, which feels like three hours, but it's not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll take some swings um, off some some of the coaches, just front tossing. Then we'll bring in some machines. Um, then we'll have a little snap break, water break. We'll do some defense. We try and fit everything into the day. We'll do some defense situations. Then pitchers will go off in bullpen for a bit, have a nice lunch break. Then after that, we usually do a, some, some form of scrimmage with like a certain situation that batters are trying to execute and then pitchers are trying to execute at like X and Y thing. Um, and then we'll head to the weight room and get a nice little pump on, make sure <laughs> we're not losing our muscle. <laughs> and, yeah, and then we try and relax we try and recover as much as possible like i'm in bed by 9 30 every night <laughs> oh i bet those are yeah. long days yeah that sounds exhausting um i have seen on instagram it looks like you guys have a pretty sweet gym set up with a little taste of canada looking down on, a, on an ice rink um oh yeah <laughs> leave it leave it to us to find the only ice rink in florida <laughs> it's it's the canadian way right you're just like what's that totally. over there it's an ice rink um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so great. Is that partnership, like, I guess, how do you find facilities when you're down at these training camps? Is that all done through your team? Um, like your NSO and you guys just know, or is there sometimes when you have to seek out, you know, places to train, to train at? Yeah. Uh, our NSO definitely takes care of a lot of things for us, but I feel like our coaches are very hands-on and, um, we have pretty strict COVID protocols since we are in Florida. Um, we don't like we deliver all of our groceries and all that. We don't go out anywhere. Um, our fields are closed practices. No one can use our bathrooms, so it's only us. Um, and finding finding spaces to allow us to have these protocols was actually pretty tough. But um, you know, we're thankful that they t- they take care of us and are willing to make sure our safety is the number one priority. Um, who are you going to be playing against then? The Is that International League that you were talking about? Or it's not International, it's just the National League? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it is operational this year? Yeah, the MPF, or the National Pro Fast Pitch League, is actually not happening this year just because of COVID. Of course, okay. Um, so we just have a bunch of series lined up through, like our coach has set up, um, this weekend, we're playing the University of Florida, oh. so that will be a really good competition. Um, you know, just playing some, like, NCAA schools, like the top-ranked ones. Mm-hmm. And then later in the season, we'll be playing team – we'll be playing, like, Netherlands, um, Mexico, you know, some of the teams we're going to see at the Olympics. So mm-hmm. um, we'll definitely get used to the international play a bit more later on. Mm-hmm. Are there any concerns um, from your teammates about going to the Olympics this year? I know, like, it's already been announced that there will be no international fans, so no one will be able to travel with their family, which kind of really sucks, especially for some of your teammates if this might be their last one and it's been a while. Um, Anyone really voice those concerns? Yeah, um, I think it's really comforting that the attempt to vaccinate all athletes is out there, and that's something that it's kind of comforting to us for the safety aspect. Um, but of course the family piece is so gut wrenching because, you know, our, 
our strength coach also um, is a strength coach for Ellie Black, our Canadian gymnast lover, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, awesome. and we like we've trained beside her and like chatted with her, and she's like, my favorite part of the Olympics is like getting to share those moments with my friends and family at the at the games. So it's just crazy that the Olympics aren't going to be the Olympics to us. It's just going to be a softball tournament. Yeah. But that can be a good thing and a bad thing. So yeah, we're going to miss out on like the the big experience of the Olympics, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like it's just another softball tournament. So kind of helps take away that distraction. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that even though they're just going to be another tournament for you guys, the amount of viewership I think is going to be astronomical and you'll have your whole country totally. supporting you because I know it's been so tough being a, a Canadian athlete right now. The, the amount, like you guys being in Florida, like it's just, it just seems like it's always been very, very tough for Canadians right now, mostly because of our weather and our inability to go outside. But like how many athletes have had to flee the countries to either compete or train this year has been insane. And hopefully the sacrifice will be worth it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all, we're all so resilient, you know, um, you know, being at CSI Calgary, I see people come in and out and like you get, you only have an hour in there, but man, people are grinding for that hour. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see athletes from all over working hard and pushing through this pandemic. Um, <laughs> do you, so you guys are staying there. You're going to go back up to Ohio. That's what it was, right? No. Uh, Illinois. 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 I'm sorry. Illinois. States are hard. I know. State, I don't, I'm, it's like, okay. I'm American geography. Um, and then, so you said they're not going to announce the team, though, until right before, basically, you have to get on a flight to go to Tokyo. And it's just going to be whoever's the best of the time? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm not sure of the exact deadline, but yeah. there's, a, there's a deadline within the uh, WBSC that our roster has to be announced by. By finalized by. You know, why not, why not wait until the last minute and make sure we have the best of the best, right? Yeah. So just, just uh, speaking as an athlete who's kind of been in a very similar situation to you, I'm wondering, is there anything that you're doing mentally to help kind of like co-manage that stress? Are you trying to just completely leave, you know, that qualification thing out of your brain? Are you um, just focusing on like day-to-day? Are you working with a sports psych at all? How are you mitigating that? especially being the youngest person yeah. on the team. That's a tough place to be in. Yeah, totally. We we have a sports psych, and he's amazing. Um, I definitely work pretty closely with him. He gives us some really great tools. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm putting hay in the barn every single day. I'm working hard every single day. Um, I'm purposeful in my practices, in my lifts, and honestly, if, like, if I'm performing and I make the team, that's best of that's what's best for our team and that's what's best for Canada. Um, you know, if I'm not the right pick, then I'm not the right pick. Mm-hmm. I, my end goal is to win. I want our softball team to win a gold medal for Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether I'm on the field doing that, awesome. If I'm on the sidelines doing that, I feel like I've put in just as much effort as the girls that are on the field. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's such a refreshing perspective. Um, because as you just chatted about being an alternate at, at the past event, you know, it's not easy, but at the end of the day, like competition within the team ultimately makes you more competitive on the world stage. So I just love that you're like, whatever's best, just send the best team. And those that don't get chosen, they know, and the team knows just as well that like you've pushed them to that point as well. So I think that's 
you know, you win as a team and, and lose as a team. It's so awesome. Um, I wish I was in a team sport. <laughs> you know, we're pretty, we're pretty sim, sim, um, singular. You know, you get to be on a team, Riz, but... <laughs> Some people would debate whether or not it's a team. I think it's a team, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lucky enough. Um, yeah, I just want to thank you for joining us and taking the time. It's, we can't wait to meet you in person and, and have you out to these kids' sport events and, and show you you know, how awesome they all are. But in the meantime, we know we'll be cheering for you from Calgary. Be cheering hard. Um, we did pull up some, some Q&As that we had from your uh, Softball Canada thing, and it says that um, your team has rap battles. So I would just like you to know that when we do meet in person, I expect there to be a rap battle. And oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot for the podcast, but we'll, we'll plan that for the next time. Yeah, yeah, let's do it when the cameras are off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us today. I can't, like, wish you enough luck in your future endeavor. I hope you guys stay super safe and healthy and, and get the training in that you need and uh, do everything you can to win Canada a gold medal. And um, I know these last couple months before an Olympics are probably, like, the most stressful time of your life and you're, you're in the nitty gritty of it right now. So remember to take some deep breaths and, and, uh, just have fun more than anything. It was when, when you're smiling and having fun, that's the best time. So I wish you all the best and, uh, can't wait to have you out at the next kids board event, whatever one we get to do first. I think maybe like wing off, hopefully in the fall we could get to, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> And hopefully by then we're celebrating your Olympic medal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a this was a blast. Okay. You guys are great. <laughs> oh, awesome. thanks. <laughs> thanks, Morgan. Okay, best of luck. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Face First Podcast. We at Sport Calgary like to stay active in person and online. Be sure to follow us at Sport Calgary on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Calgary Field Lacrosse is pleased to announce that registration for the outdoor summer season is ongoing. Registration is open to boys and girls aged 4 to 18. The programming adheres to the latest local health guidelines and will be conducted in a physically distanced manner. Calgary Field Lacrosse is proud to continue its partnership with Elevate Lacrosse, who provide incredible on-field instruction with coaching from the PLL, NLL, NCAA, and committed NCAA athletes. Visit calgaryfield.com for more program details and information.